0: Well, Hi merch money. Yes, we are live. We got Rachel Miller with us, aka Moolah Marketer. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Helen. I- and Christina, it's great to have ha- be on with you guys. So many people Thanks. are excited about you coming on. They saw you in Seattle at the merch conference and some of the people found out about merch from you from taking one of your courses. So we've got a lot of people excited for the show today. So thank you so much.
1: I know I should have been wearing some of my new t-shirts. I did print on demand for several years actually. When it first came out, I was one of the first adopters of print on demand. And um, I grew a cat audience. I had some DIY want some mom shirts with motivational sayings and they were fun. It was really fun to, it's a great way to begin selling a product when you have like no clue what to do because the you don't have any investment you don't have to keep an inventory um yeah. you have to have some type of design sense and throw something together and see if it sells.
0: Yep, absolutely. So a lot of us have built up on uh merch by amazon where we don't really necessarily need to have our own audience because people just find the shirts from merch, like from Amazon's audience. So yeah, have your what,
1: people do noticed that it's harder and harder to gain that box.
0: Exactly. So that's why we, it's perfect timing that you come on today because a lot of people, including us, are trying to build our own audiences. So we don't have to rely so much on organic traffic. Um, so oh because you
1: traffic, when you have a little bit of organic traffic, and you send it to a new listing on Amazon, Amazon looks at that and says, this is hot. And then Amazon starts pushing it up the rankings and then you don't actually need the traffic. So it's like the traffic kind of like starts that snowball that then gets you that buy box and gets you that listing um, on the Amazon. And then you can ride that wave until that shirt's no longer a trending thing. <laughs> exactly,
0: so, uh- First of all, guys, if you are not in uh, Rachel's Facebook group, definitely join it. it is linked below. Moolah Marketer. I've been watching her videos all day today, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's so many things I need to change and work on. So <laughs> definitely before we get too far, I want to make sure you guys do that. Um, but tell us a little bit about when you were starting Print on Demand. How did you start to build an audience for Print on Demand?
1: I didn't start Print on Demand until I had an audience. So I know that that's probably opposite what a lot of you guys have done. you make the design and then mm-hmm. you post it and then you see if it sells. Whereas yeah. what I would do is I built an audience of people and then I asked the audience, what kind of t-shirts would you sell? If you could have any slogan on a t-shirt, what would it be? If you had a shirt that was you, that screamed you, what would it say? And they would literally tell me, and then I would put it on a shirt And then I'd link the shirt up and it would sell because it was their idea. And that's how I grew. Um, I used my audience though to come up with my shirts. So I came about it from a different angle. And, um, today I, I grew that audience really quickly with under $5 a day. We grew it to a hundred thousand in just a couple of months, like under a year.
0: Unbelievable guys. Yeah. Write, get something to write with, write down today. This is so much good stuff. Monty's saying moolah, yeah, everybody love oops. Sorry, I clicked the wrong able one. To, it
1: wasn't just me though. We've had people, Monty, yeah, I don't know Monty. And we've had people in all niches replicate that success and even take it further. So yeah, it's been cool. And I, it's kind of feel funny because I'm actually not in that cat space anymore. Um, I still have the cat audience, but I'm trying to get rid of it to be frank. <laughs> <about it>. Cat <laughs> people aren't my people. Um, it's just, I I built a really crazy cat audience and sometimes they get like really crazy and being that I'm not a cat person, I'm having a hard time connecting (laughs) with that sort of brand of crazy, which is, I made happen, but maybe it went farther than I thought it would go. I love their cats like so
0: much. (laughs) I know that's what I it's like I love print on demand so I'm sticking with this. It is hard if you're trying to build a page that you're not passionate about.
2: Yeah, yeah, pick stuff that
0: you're passionate about. So I'm
1: trying to, I'm I'm looking to sell it.
0: Perfect. Well, and that's what people can do, guys. If you build your own audience, you can (laughs) sell
1: it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know this. I've bought and sold multiple. Um, audiences. So that's that's actually, I, this is not the first audience. I think it's the fourth audience I've sold. Um, and I actually have four people that are interested, but none of them really like made me excited. So we'll see if my maybe my brother will come through.
0: Nice. Okay. Speaking of brothers, my brother's watching. Hi, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, well, let's start from the beginning. So let's just assume that there's a lot of people that have you know, maybe a hundred, maybe a thousand shirts on merch. And now they're like, okay, I kind of understand this print on demand thing. How can I start to build an audience? What is the first step? Like if you have a brand new page, what is some like advice for beginners? Like what do you, what do you, what are the main things to think about when you're building your first page?
1: Um, You need to zero in on a niche. So look at your shirts and decide which ones are selling the best. Which Mm -hmm. ones do you have multiple shirts of, um multiple shirts that are selling. So it's not like this one outlier is selling a ton, but you've got a lot of shirts that all have the same type of topic and they're all mm-hmm. selling a little bit. So that's another thing. I look at either the outlier that's going crazy cause that's got demands and it's got passion and fervor with it or the one that there's a lot of um, shirts that are selling in the same space and they're sort of selling, but you know, they could do better. Um, and then I pick one of those and I mm-hmm. zero in on just that audience. And I don't try to build two audiences at one time. So I noticed some mm-hmm. of the issues we have with people that come to us from print on demand is that one, they don't know what their niche is. So they're right. trying to serve everybody and then everybody don't want your t-shirts. It's a certain <laughs> person that wants that specific shirt. So you want to focus in on that person. So one, they focus, try to focus on everybody. And then the second one, oh my word, it left my head. The second <laughs> So first they try to focus on everybody. And then the second one is that they um they start with like let's start with the t-shirt and it's hard for them to expand out because they start with just a single t-shirt.
0: Perfect. I think I a part there. What in the world? Two very good points. Um And then I love how you talk about, like I just watched a video today about a bumper sticker. And I think that is really helpful for narrowing down your niche and really understanding what you're talking about with like a niche. So can you explain that concept of like having a bumper sticker? Oh, you guys already get
1: this because you guys make t-shirts. (laughs) T-shirts have slogans and slogans that people wear. Exactly. But people people- All people don't think of it like a, Bumper sticker, think of it as like, what is my T-shirt saying? If my Facebook page was a T-shirt, could they read it? Like, would you put 15 clip art things on a T-shirt? No, you'd put one. (laughs) And you'd have how many words? Less than three, right? Three max, maybe five, right? You keep them nice and tight. It's the same thing, the same concept of how you decorate and organize and and put content onto a Facebook page. It's the same as like you do a t-shirt. You keep it tight. You keep it to the point. You keep it with a message that your audience would say about themselves. You wouldn't say 20% off all out of cotton on it because like no one's going to (laughs) wear that. Instead you say, you know, Packers fan or whatever. Hashtag Packers fan. I really
0: liked that concept because we understand it for a shirt, but I think... Understanding it for the page, like listen, you want to be able to explain your page in a slogan, like in a couple words.
1: Because um, you're trying to attract that person, and then that person, when they like your page, their friends and family see it. So they want that page to speak for them. It's not your page, it's it's their page when they like it. Whenever they share that content, they're t- saying something about who they are, just like they are when they wear your shirt. It's the same thing. The, if you think of your content as the t-shirt. For the online
0: space, I love it, and I was I was telling Christina like I'm like uh, Christina, I think we need to change pretty much everything with our page and our group. <laughs> so, what one of the things that that we do that is not correct is we have our uh, profile for the Facebook page is our logo. So tell us about that. What what should your profile picture be for your page?
1: Well, most people don't connect to logos and think, oh, I want to be like that, or that, that speaks for me. I mean, occasionally a logo is the right thing. Like a cross means faith. And if you're faith based, that may be a really easy way to say faith without a whole lot of words. But right. for the majority of us, um, like merch money, we don't necessarily know what that means with a logo. I haven't seen your logo. I don't know. Yeah. My guess is that your logo is not super clear merch and money, because then you'd be infringing on Amazon's trademarks and you'd get in trouble. And so my guess is it's not super clear that it's about merch. Now, if it is super clear about merch, then your merch people might connect with it. And that might be perfect for them. But if it's not clear, like they can't in a blink understand exactly what your page is for. um, yeah. The next best thing is a person's face. So yeah. a logo is more sterile. And if you can't be the topic that that person um, understands, the next best thing is a face. Perfect.
0: And then I like how you said there's four spots. So it's the profile picture, the cover, and
1: And then. Then your actual content. So your name, your profile picture, your cover, and your content. All of those, they aren't about you. They're about your reader. So whenever you've put it together, think, how can I make this speak to who my reader is?
0: Are you guys getting all this? It's a lot of good stuff.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so example of that would be if you're selling um, t-shirts for dog owners, yours would be, I love my labradoodle. Um, even if you have a chihuahua, but the shirt is I'm 11 labradoodle, your page might be all about, I love labradoodles. And so your content though, is going to say my labradoodles, my baby and look at them having their temper tantrum. That's like the content that you're going to put onto your feed. Um, and so you're going to have to say those things about a labrador that your readers would say just like they would wear those statements on a shirt and the cool thing is as you grow that audience and you collect them you're going to find out what slogans they really really love and right. those are going to be your new shirts and then when they want to go buy that shirt even if so you only get two or three people buy it but you get two or three people buy it at one time amazon's yeah. like whoa this is the dog shirt that gets the top of the rankings and if nobody else has a big spurt like you did you get to keep that slot for a really long time so because kind of once you have that traffic Amazon kind of keeps giving you traffic which then means you get more traffic so as long as that shirt converts you're you're set um so you don't actually need a large page inside of the system that we teach in order for you to be successful Tell us more
0: about that, because I love that. I, I know you had something like 100 perfect people. Tell So tell us about that concept.
1: Yeah. 100 perfect people is a challenge that we do. And you will in Amazon, you're going to need more than 100. So yeah. 100 is good if you're like a coach, because a coach doesn't need, like, you guys need to, to get three sales. Most likely, you're going to need at least 3,000 people on mm-hmm. your Facebook page. So I want you guys, if you're following my system, to grow it to about 5,000. A minimum. So don't think of this as I'm just going to grow 100 people and then I'm going to be set. My <laughs> guess is you're probably going to have to grow at least to about 5,000 before you start seeing effects inside the Amazon ranking system. Uh, but it's totally doable. It's totally doable to do it fast because that. think about all the people who own Labradors in the United States. My guess is 5,000 of them is like a very small percentage. So majority of you and your niches, there's a lot of people in those niches and getting 5,000 should be easy in most niches um and with strategies that we have yeah so with with 100 perfect people you use on um, your facebook profile and you use facebook groups to attract just your perfect 100 people but that's not where you want to stay you don't you want you can't just use your friend list to sell t-shirts that, that's not gonna work you're not gonna get to 5,000 people if you keep with just your friends you're gonna want to expand and that's where a page comes in so you on facebook there's like five parts of an ecosystem and that's like five parts where facebook has their fingers in all the pots and the first one is your profile and that's how you're watching right now you're watching most likely with your profile you're watching this on facebook and then the second thing um, that people see and interact with is your uh, is groups they're inside of groups chatting with other people third thing is messenger almost everyone is in facebook groups almost everyone has messenger But not everyone has the fourth one which is a facebook page that's where you get to promote your content your t-shirts to get out there to more people and then the fifth one is the um pixel so if you have your shirt say on um, um, shopify or on a site that allows you to put in your pixel you can target people who've come to see your shirt but didn't buy that one but that doesn't mean they didn't want a labrador shirt it just meant they didn't want that labrador shirt so you could have gotten them a different labradoodle shirt and sold it to them because you know that they were engaged on that one t-shirt so that's another little those are the five parts of the ecosystem and how we use them to sell t-shirts thank you for your audience
0: amazing you got all that christina (laughs) we're gonna have to watch this again after and like i am yeah right now i'm like
2: It's coming in, but I'm like sitting here, I'm like making note of time and going, okay, I'm gonna come back and watch this and make some notes. And yes, I've noticed that when I watched Rachel in Seattle, you've just gotta like pay attention. There's no time to write. She just (laughs) spits out all of the tips and everything so fast. You just gotta pay attention.
0: You have so much energy, it's just amazing um so guys we we only have till eight forty. so you guys put your questions in now if there's anything you want us to ask her um but okay so that you got the whole ecosystem let's say you're, you're starting to grow and you've got let's say <laughs> um a thousand people on your facebook page that's where we are for some reason our group has grown so much faster than our facebook page what what do you think like what is the difference between groups and pages and how do you use them differently
1: my guess is that you're talking more in your group than you are on your page. Oh. As you as admins, are you more present in your group than you are your page?
0: Yes. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, that would be why it um, if, It's kind of like one of those things where the thing you pay attention to is the thing that grows. You yeah. can use a group to sell, um, but you're thinking as selling merch. Yeah. Of course. But you're not thinking like the merch person who's selling t-shirts. There's mm-hmm. two different strategies that you'd use. It's very right. hard. Typically for a labradoodle Facebook group to sell as many t-shirts as you would on a Facebook page, because you can run ads for very cheap with a meme in a Facebook page and you can get it to go be seen by far more people than are in your Facebook group. So group, you're limited only to the people that are in it, groups are amazing for course creators and for coaches because you have that personal interaction that helps people trust you personally they don't need to trust you personally to buy your t-shirt <laughs> 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 I mean, having a relationship with your brand helps but it's yeah. not a requirement for you to um sell a t-shirt and sell it well
0: yeah true i'm so glad teresa's watching she had asked us about like the difference between facebook page and group and we use the group more so we need to get better at, at understanding pages so anyway
1: groups the content is very similar. So yeah. just like you ask questions in your group, you're going to want to ask questions in your page, just like you post memes and you th- post something that's silly in your group. You're going to want to do that from your page. And I, if you, do you guys mind if I plug my, I made an app, like, and it released last week, but it's our sure. app. And we like literally tell you exactly what you can post on your Facebook page in your group. So it's called post deck and you can literally go in here and refresh. Oops. Come on. And you can get someone gave you ten thousand dollars. What would you do first for your merch business? And you can just type in here for mer- for your merch business.
2: Wow, what's oh that my copy? god,
0: we're we're getting that. Yeah, let me put this as a banner.
1: And then you can just go and copy it, and
0: Rachel. Copy what's it called?
1: Post it, and post. it's copied. And now you can just go straight into your Facebook group and or wherever, and you can post it. And it in seconds. I'm doing this without looking, guys, so it's a little <laughs> awkward. <laughs> sorry.
0: Ah! Okay, sorry. Oh my gosh. All right. And, we got to all download that.
1: Post. So yeah, it's post It's an app. But that way, if you're wondering, like, what do I post in my page? What do I post in my group? We kind of took all that stress away from you and we gave you all the ideas. And those ideas we got from 42,000 other businesses. So we went and saw what were the best posts that were being made and we swapped out the words and Plugs in like where, where you would say merch instead, you could say typewriters or elaborate noodles, or you got the things yeah. that you fill in and you're off to the races.
0: Amazing. Yeah. So, so the posts like that are great, and then memes are great. What else is like, what is the, what do you recommend? Like, first of all, how many times a day do you post, or how many times a week? What kind of
1: content? Yeah, it really truly varies depending on your page size. So the okay. advice that I'd give to somebody who sells science tubes and only has like a thousand people on their page is very different advice than I'd give to a food blogger who sells food T-shirts to like hundreds of millions of people because everybody eats dinner. So the the reality is you can't compare. There's no one size fits all, one type of post to post when. Um, we do have the app and the content that we provide for people split up into three categories, which is photos, videos, and conversation starters. But um, yeah, you just have to, which ones you need to post really, truly depends on the size of your page and, um, your audience.
0: I like that, the breaking it down photos. what did you say? Photos, videos,
1: and conversation starters,
0: conversation starters. So conversation starters, engagement, all of that's really important. Tell us a little bit about engagement, like what is, is there a good engagement number? Like Christina and I were looking at our group and our page and we're like, I don't even know what is what is good engagement. Like, do we have good engagement? It seems like it, but I don't know. <laughs> like, is there a rule of thumb?
1: Um, on a page, we like to see about 10% engagement, um, okay. 10% reach minimum on your posts. So when you post, I want to see 10% of your people see it, um, it in reach. And then wow. if possible, 10% even in engagement. So we okay. often, now a lot of people say, well, Facebook's dead, but it's only dead if you make it, like if you believe it's dead. It's not dead if you like work it regularly. So we've seen people easily reach those numbers and more. So don't don't like think, oh, well, mine's only like 10 is mine's only percent yeah. now. Well, work on getting it to five and then work yeah. up to getting it seven and then work up to getting it 10. And like I told you earlier, not all niches are the same. So a food blogger is going to be able to get... Their, um, their content to higher engagement rates faster than the science tube guy. But both the science tube guy and the food blogger sell t-shirts and the demand for the t-shirts in Amazon is harder for the food blogger than it is for the science tube guy who says, I love my tubes, is a completely different experience. Um, so you're, you would be able to, even with that little audience, as long as you're growing that engagement, you will be able to get Amazon sales, which will trigger you to get into that ranking.
0: Awesome. You you talked in one of your videos about um uh there was a way to tell if people were not um active in the group or they were unconfirmed or something like that. Um
1: yeah. So you know um no your people though, if they're mm-hmm. selling merch though, I don't know if they want to have Facebook groups as much right. as they want to have Facebook pages. Okay,
0: so, so that's only for Facebook
1: because your you're your coaches, so teaching a merch program you want to have a merch group um, because you're trying to connect with other merch sellers and talk about issues that they have but your merch sellers selling with a group is going to be a way to depress their reach in the sense that t-shirt could go viral Um, bacon and eggs like i can totally see a t-shirt about bacon and eggs um, green green eggs and bacon going crazy on saint patrick's day coming up I can so see that. um, Are you the Grinch? I'm not the Grinch. It's the Grinch for pain. There's so many like memes you could do with that. Um, That has a viral potential that you could do with a page that you can't always do with a um, group. And we've seen people actually make viral videos that don't have a t-shirt on them, but have the same phrase that the t-shirt is. So, or they make a meme that has the same phrase that the t-shirt is, and then say, you know, you could get it on a shirt too and people can then purchase the shirt because they love the meme so much They're like dude that's so me and they click through to the shirt so think outside the box when you think about that don't think only about groups especially because you guys are merch sellers i want you guys to also think about how you can use your page because you have viral content in the sense that people wear your shirts because they're talking about who they are so that type of content tends to do really well on facebook and that's one of the reasons why we tell everyone to begin selling print-on-demand first before any other uh, monetization methods because it is that easy for you to get started and and see traction on your content and on your products.
0: Amazing. Um, Okay, so let's see. Uh, Teresa had a question. She says, can you duplicate your content over different social media platforms or should your content be different each day to each separate social media platform?
1: I prefer my content to be different that said once in a while I get lazy and I post the same thing twice. Cause I just don't care. Um, <laughs> don't be like that. Don't be the lazy girl. That's it. Sometimes we're all lazy. Right? So yeah. Um, I would suggest having different content in each place because people have to have a reason to follow you on that platform and you right. want to almost make sure you're directing people wisely. So I only build one platform at a time because when you try to direct direct traffic, to multiple places, it almost spreads your reach thinner and thinner and thinner. Whereas if you concentrate it in one place, you're able to get a bigger impact because you're able to have like density of engagement.
0: Perfect. OK. Do you, um, so for Facebook pages, do you, um, well, I have too many questions at once. One, do you use anything to schedule content? Like, Do you use Hootsuite or anything like that to schedule outposts?
1: I use Facebook's own tool. Because okay. Facebook has Creator Studio, which is the bomb diggity. And I go into Creator Studio and it lets me post onto Facebook in schedule, but also onto Instagram. So it is currently the only place you can schedule Instagram um, within Instagram's API. So I love scheduling both Facebook out and Instagram out at one time. And I can batch upload videos, it's a breeze. So for me, I love to use Facebook's own tools because they're not throttled um, in the algorithm with the API.
0: Nice. Good tip right there. I don't even know how to do that.
1: Me <laughs> <Neither. No, she laughs> either. OK, Yeah. So what is that? Facebook. Just go to Google and type in creator studio for Facebook okay. and then click through and it's going to tell you how to set it up. And it you should be up and running within two or three minutes.
0: Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So much. Okay. And then so that's a great tip. And then the other thing is how important are like hashtags, um, things like that on on for our Facebook page.
1: For Facebook, you shouldn't be using hashtags because people don't use hashtags on Facebook. But on Instagram, with a lot of your t-shirts in a lot of niches, Instagram is also highly profitable. And on Instagram, you do want to use hashtags. We suggest using between six and 10. Um, You can use more, but we found that concentrating your efforts with fewer hashtags gets better results and sales on Instagram. So play around with it and test.
0: Right. Uh, we got another question from Dwayne. He says, can you provide an example of a Facebook page that is set up properly according to your standards? Also, is it possible to earn money from Facebook with its advertising system?
1: Um, Do I show you an example of a page set up correctly? No, because what happens is that everybody copies that page. So (laughs) like, that's not teaching you to be a free thinker. And the reality is you're probably not that niche. So it may not be relevant to you. I could show you a page of a Realtor, a realtor who's killing it on print on demand because he um blew up his town and then decided to make t-shirts about how much his people love their town and made them go viral in his town. It is the funniest thing. So now he has t-shirts and tote bags and sun visors and <laughs> glasses and formats. And anyways, the guy went crazy with his merch. Um is a realtor. I could show you his page, but it's not going to be relevant to you. If you're St. Patrick's Day page, like it, how he's running home page in his business has nothing to do with yours. And the way that a food blogger is selling T-shirts is nothing the way that, you know, I was when I was a cat person. That's why every audience has some nuances. So I'm not going to tell you because that's going to handicap you. So that's number one. And the second thing you asked was, will I make money on the Facebook advertising platform? Now, I'm wondering if you're asking, can my ads convert in a way that I can earn? on with Facebook or are you asking, can I actually make money on Facebook with ads? And the answer to both of those is yes, because Facebook has an advertiser system right now, which you can make ad revenue from Facebook. So Facebook pays you to have your videos up on Facebook. That said, you got to have a whole lot of views before you can even qualify for that. Like we're talking 30,000 in a month. So my guess is that you don't qualify for it. (laughs) Is it possible? Yes, it's totally possible. We have students who are making thirty five hundred a month with it, but you got to be sizable before that turns on. And even then, it's not the most profitable way to earn money Um, in the sense that that person is a seven figure blog. So the thirty five hundred a month is like they have a lot of other. Ways that they're monetizing
0: in addition. <laughs> right. And Dwayne, du- I would just say to follow uh, in the comment in the description, we have her Facebook group and page. I would follow that. You'll get all kinds and we of tips.
1: Two thousand and- businesses in there, so you'll yeah. find somebody similar to you. Okay. So then the other question you had is, are ads profitable? So uh, is the advertising system profitable? and um yes yes it is um, <laughs> it had, let me see if i could pull up her face oh her she's way over there but wendy i have a wall of wins here guys where i have their pictures up Aww. Wendy was able to here, I'll, actually i'll grab her it's like two seconds <laughs> here she is wendy was able with five dollars in her very first ad to get her shirt as the number 11 shirt being sold on all of amazon nice So in the women's space, one $5 ad, because she was able to get a batch of sales at the one time right before, I guess other people were, it went up to the ranking right before everyone goes online to shop and then other people liked it and her shirt converted. And next thing you know, it was the 11th selling shirt for all women across all of Amazon overnight. So it's possible to do when you're able to get a snowball of a viral She did it with five dollars in ad spend, and then she went on vacation. I'm going on vacation now. Thanks for paying for my vacation. So yeah, one ad paid for her
0: vacation. Amazing! Wow! Oh my gosh! It
1: was
2: pretty cool.
0: Christina, you have anything?
2: I had something and it just went right out. Um. All right, well,
0: we'll ask Patty's question while you think about it. Um, Patty's saying, Rachel, can you tell us more about Moolah Marketer? Is it training or a group? How long have you been around? You are truly high energy. Love it.
1: <laughs> you don't even. This is me at the end of the day. <laughs> you should
2: see me right after my
1: coffee. No, I have I have six kids and I started working online about oh, 12 years ago, and I started just as a blogger and um, I needed to basically we had some, a shortfall in my husband's income and we need about $400 a month to be able to like pay the bills. Cause we kept, we were just behind on everything. So $400 a month. And then like probably another, like another 400 to make it more comfortable. So like if our car broke down that we wouldn't be like having to put it all in credit cards And anyway. So it was really tight in there. And so I started a blog and next thing you know, my blog grew and my blog grew. And then I started selling products with it. And then I started the second blog and then I started a third blog. <laughs> and I had twenty one private label products fulfilled by Amazon and I had dozens of shirts up. And I asked people, and I had a, I s- sold like um, I think I was in a MLM at the time. Basically, guys, I had my hands in all of the money making pots. Um, I was terrified to go back to that stage where we couldn't pay for formula. And I was begging my mom for money and I was starting at the block. Like that was just, I was like, I'm not going back to that stage again. So I had my fingers in all the money pots. And so I asked um, about a hundred people in a small Facebook group. If you want me to teach you how I grew my audience And that Facebook group is called grow your audience right now. Um, you can go on Facebook right now and type in grow your audience. And you can go to the Facebook group, Moodle marketer is my page. And you can go there and you can see the group today and it's got 42,000. So yeah, I started it and um, 47 of the people said, yeah, you got to teach me. And the other ones were all trick or treating with their kids because they asked on Halloween and they were kind of pissed off that I asked on Halloween and said, That's time of the year, but I didn't think about it at the time. So, um, so yeah, next thing you know, Malou was born and those students went viral. And when I say when viral, they were able to build audiences super fast into the millions. Some of them, some of them were reaching 10 million people with a single piece of content. We've had 51 students so far reach 10 million people with a single post um, with no ad spend. And um, so there's a formula that we've used and it's kind of, now we have like 4,000, 4,500 students and uh, it's got a life of its own. I've got coaches and it's, it's been a real blessing to see it expand.
0: Speechless, right? Wow. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's been a crazy year.
0: Christina, did you think of your question?
2: So, what uh, do you have? Multiple courses or mainly one course? Like, where would people learn all of these different techniques?
1: Most, my best tip for you would be to go to my free Facebook group, Grow Your Audience. That's where we like, we hang out and we give you tidbits. We will be opening up our evergreen in like, oh, probably, oh, probably three, four or five weeks. Give, I don't know when my team will have it ready. Um, and then you can get a, back, a link in to purchase um, at that time. But we don't have it open yet. So we open it for a live class experience once a year. So this is currently, we're in the middle of our live class. And what that means is we hold your hand and we walk through the course with you. After the live class closes, we sell the course again, but it's, it's more like not as, not as much of a community. So you get to have the course, but it's like, you have to, you buy the course, you get your college textbooks. You can go through your textbooks, kind of on your own. There's like a little group that has peer support. And then when our live class opens again, you get access to that, but you don't, so we don't have that one running yet, but it should be open soon, but that's the, the evergreen version.
2: Okay. And would we find tips? So, you know, I'm thinking about some of my, my shirt niches and things like that. Um, And some of them are in kind of like, I wouldn't say broad niches, but I've looked and there's like lots and lots of Facebook pages on that topic. How
1: do you. There's lots of crazy cat lady pages and mine's called crazy cat lady. I think there's like 12 last time I checked with the same exact page name.
2: Yeah. Wow. I'm just amazed. Like, I, I, yeah, I'm amazed that it's.
1: If it's not trademarked, go for it. Okay. Okay. My rule.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, trademark, and your best friend doesn't have that name. I mean, you know.
2: (laughs) Right.
0: Right. Wow. I like Patty's comment. She's saying that I need to have pictures behind my wall of all the all the people
1: like all you do. I have no clue i've got a hundred of 150 180 of them so these are just a few i love them so much this guy has 111 million reach wow <laughs> amazing yeah um he, oh that one's that one's all broken here let's see if i can get that one up so quandra she has two million right now so they, they're so exciting. exciting that's so cool anyways yeah i
0: love that Yes, oh, well, we definitely have to do yeah, that.
1: My family. <laughs> I have a local family here, too,
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Man, I and that's amazing. Like, I think you're such an inspiration that you can do all this, help so many people, have a lot of your own kids, too, and <laughs> homeschool, too, right? Is that what you
1: yeah. do? We no longer homeschool. We attempted. We were homeschooling for probably four or five years, and I probably could have still kept homeschooling. It wasn't because of my business. One of if you guys have homeschooling children maybe you can relate one of my children bless his heart it's a texas thing he could not for the life of him stop like math was just a <laughs> it was a battle <laughs> it was a battle i was not winning <laughs> so, um, <laughs> he went to school and i couldn't put one of my six children in school because i didn't get along with them um, I had to put like that's like not a cool mom thing to do. At least I had a hard time with that, so I put all of them into school. They're all thriving, and that kid's like the top of his class in math. <laughs> it just, it just, we just kind of like. Passed. It is
0: so funny how each kid is so different. Because oh, I was homeschooled as a kid, and I like had the mentality that it's like I got to do everything, all the work. Cause I did, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't falling behind of like other kids at school. And then my sister had the mentality of like, oh, if, you know, I think I'll just skip work today.
1: <laughs> it's so different. And, yes, they're all different. <laughs> and, and you know, it's a huge blessing though because they get to go to school and I, I was homeschooled. So I didn't, I had the hard time putting my kids into school but it's so cool. The school in our area is really good. And it lets me work and they get to see me working. So they get to be like part of it, but they don't have to be here all day. So I can be a lot more effective. And um, and I'm not having to fight with my child about math. <laughs> 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 I get to fight with him about other things like where do you-? Because he's now a tweet and that's like a, a thing they have to learn to do.
0: <laughs> oh, my God, yeah.
1: you guys, you guys have 12, 14 year old boys. You understand. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, so all right well we this has been so helpful and I know we're, we're running to the end of our time so is there anything that we haven't asked you or do you have any like main tips that you would give us
1: I would love for your people to know that anybody can do this it's not rocket science to build an audience and love on them it's not something difficult it's not something that you have to be an expert in for you to build the audience and to sell your t-shirts like Anyone can do this. And if me a mama six with no design, I'm I'm a decent designer now, but I wasn't when I started. I mean, like, oh my word, I look back at some of the old ones and they were pretty bad. Um, and some of them sold anyways. Um, <laughs> if I can do it, you guys can do it. And when you have an audience and they you know what kind of shirts they want, you know what slogans they call themselves, you know what they say, it's so much easier. So if you're struggling, start by digging deep into who your people are and your people will literally sell your shirts for you. Um, make them and sell them. It's really beautiful. Thank you for having me on.
0: You're welcome. And thank you so much for being here. I am just like in awe of you. <laughs> so yeah. I will uh, learn as much as I can from your YouTube channel and your Facebook group and everything. Great. Thank um, you for having me. And, all right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you guys for all being here. We'll see Thanks, you Bye. next week. Thank you.